0: you practice your free speech, which I don't embrace. We choose truth
1: over facts. I think you're 100% shit is what I think. You are fake news. Removing information that is problematic.
0: okay out there in the dystopia um we now currently are living through things are um a bit out of place i would say for what most of us are used to we've got um a second chaz still happening so we've got people um in the u.s who are actually trying to be separate um which is pretty weird. We've got school is closed, possibly uh, indefinitely. Who knows how long it'll be until we get back to that, if and when we ever will. Um, We have, what else do we have going on here? We got all kinds of crazy news. We've got Pedophile Island is fucking real. Um, <laughs> Alex Jones was screeching, yelling about that. And, uh, looks like I believe next June is when Ghislaine uh, Maxwell's testimony is scheduled for, um, I will be very interested to hear what she has to say, um, along with I'm sure very, very, uh, a lot more people I should say are going to be interested in what she's going to be talking about. Um, that is if to say she even makes it that far. Um, I know it's a meme at this point all over the place, but the reality of the situation is, in my opinion, I don't think she's going to make it. Depending on who she's about to sing on, um, she's going she's gonna to either die from an air quotes coronavirus infection or air quotes suicide. Um, the cameras probably won't be working wherever they store her. God only knows how experienced the security guards are going to be. Um, who knows what'll happen, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to get to her testimony. Um, we've got Wayfair, um, selling some incredibly expensive cabinets, uh, and (laughs) other furniture that just seems a bit bizarre for everybody. Um, not going to speculate that there are actually children inside those cabinets, but man, it is weird. Um, there's enough, there's enough there you go down, you know, the social media rabbit hole, um, that I guess I will say I'm obsessed with at the moment. I assume a lot of other people are now right now, um, as well, because basically, um, we can't do much else. It's not like we can just go out and forget about it because everywhere you go, you are reminded every second of every day that there's an. A a I'll air quotes again pandemic going on, Um, your freedoms do not matter, and nobody wants to hear you complain unless your complaints are that um, not enough people are wearing a mask. Uh, That's where we're at at this point. Um, And again, we talked about social media last time. I'm gonna talk about it again. Um, I think this is a much bigger problem. Uh, then I think people are realizing that it is, especially because right now it feels like it's the only way any of us communicate um, with each other, and it can get bad. It it feeds people's anger. Um, you get addicted to that feeling. You know, you can you can find pretty much anything on you know between all the social media sites of somebody saying this and that about somebody else. Um, every argument's got two sides, you know, and you can just go down a rabbit hole, um, and get deep, deep, deep in there. Um, you can go fucking hard the more you look and the more you click on those types of things, cause you want to see the things that interest you. Right. And so I believe it was Zuckerberg yeah, I think it was Zuckerberg came out and he said basically the algorithm on Facebook, what they're going for, how he gets clicks or how, you know, sites generate click is basically they try to make you angry. So these, these like uh, clickbait titles that come out, they try to, they, they're trying to get a snap anger out of you so that you're like, what, what the fuck does this mean? What do you fucking mean? This is happening. And then you click it, right? And you open it, you go in and then now you're on this train you're already, you just sat on the train, right? Basically is what happened. And then as you're on the train riding through the internet, you can click on, oh, subscribe to this. Oh, subscribe to that. Oh, I want to see what happens here. Oh, I want to be updated on this news, right? And you choose that, right? And then when while you're clicking on these things and subscribing to these things and following these people and make friends or whatever. I don't know if they call it on Facebook anymore. I haven't been on there in fucking years, but I don't know what they call it anymore. Um, you find that I think we all get myself included some kind of weird pleasure out of reading things that piss us off or like watching videos that make you kind of angry. Like I can't believe these people exist in the world. This person's a fucking crazy idiot. What the fuck are they even saying? Um, And you get addicted to that. I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've had this happen where I feel like, you know, I'm almost looking for stuff online to make me that I can get mad about over because I feel like I'm right about it and they're wrong about it. And it's like, Oh, I can't believe they believe this. And I just want to see it more for some reason. Um, and I think a lot of people are bored. And a lot of people are doing that more and more and more. They're getting on that fucking train and they're cruising around the internet looking for things to piss them off, um, which I don't necessarily think is um, wrong all the time. Um, I don't think it's the fault of social media. I don't necessarily think um, there should even be, you know, like restrictions outside of your own self on it. Um, I don't think there should, I don't, I mean, following of course, probably the laws of free speech in the United States. I don't really think there should be restrictions on what you're allowed to post, who you're allowed to follow, what you're allowed to say, right? I think cancel culture is insane. I think the worst way to argue something is to put your fingers in your ear and just le 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 like you can't just do that. Right. Um, and I feel like over the course of the lifetime that we've had social media, and I when I say social media, I mean all of it, right? I mean Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, MySpace back in the day, all these other, you know, all these platforms that people use to communicate with each other, right? And you have your, your friends on there um, or whatever. And it's created sort of a like a sect on the internet, like a hive mind almost. Um, that's akin to a cult, right? You go on there and you express, you believe these things and people take you in and people reward you by hitting like or upvote or heart or whatever it is. Right. And I think people are like actually making social and political calls based on the feeling feedback they're getting from the social media. Um, And it's dangerous because that cult, that cult is leaking out into the world right now. I think what we're seeing, um, I think right now, what we're witnessing is like Stranger Things, the TV show. Um, If you haven't seen it, it's basically a show about a a dimensional portal kind of opens up and these like crazy, weird monsters come out of the, of the, uh, of the portal and they start to wreak havoc on the real world, right? And then they got to close the portal and keep the two things separate because they're two separate worlds that don't, that shouldn't really be mingling, right? And I feel like that's kind of what's happening right now. I feel like, I mean, with everything going on in the world, the virus, especially the lockdowns in response to the virus have made this just absolutely um, accelerated this, I think. And I think that there's just been a whole just ripped into the dimensional divide between us and the internet dimension. And when I say us, I mean the real, the regular people, the real world, uh, we're all online. We all visit that dimension myself included. I'm not trying to say the internet's only bad. I think it's actually a really good thing. I just think we're not really caught up to it yet. But, um, as of right now you've got like this, this hive mind cult that is coming through the divide and they're entering into the United, well, the real world everywhere in the real world. I I'm talking about the U.S. now because I live here and it seems like insane here right now. So that's what I'm referencing. But, um, and they're kind of leaking out, right? And there's like, you know, what's Dash? I think his name is when little little monsters come out and they grow and they feed on you know fear and they feed on anxiety and they get bigger and scarier and and uh, I think it's what we're seeing in this cult. Um, this cult unfortunately demands feel to your blood you have to either agree with them, jump in with them, pay the price whatever that may be and you know you gotta to toot the horn for this for this cult otherwise you're out is we're seeing a rise of this um no arguments no uh logical discussion no um let's talk about it no no none zero of having respect for someone who disagrees with you that is just gone now um which really is just never going to lead to anything good um we can't have that we can't be in a situation where it's it's you know your online persona exists in the real world like you got to keep that in the other dimension you know it's not the real world the internet is not the real world right it reflects the real world the real world reflects the internet they're related obviously people who live in the real world create the internet i understand all these things i'm not saying they're totally distinct but a lot of people the way that they act online with each other during in social media is very very different from the way they would act to your face um, or at least it was that way for a long time because you know years and years and years ago if you wanted to react if you wanted to interact with someone or have a discussion with somebody you had to do it right sitting in front of their face right and there was sort of a cultural agreement that you don't uh, uh maybe talk about you know certain things you don't want to throw someone under the bus if you disagree with them that's fine you can disagree right you don't just assume oh, oh, oh i'm sure it was happening but um it just seems to me that that the idea of having um man am i espousing manners right now i feel like i'm espousing manners right now maybe that, that is as soft as i'm trying to sound but um it's just right now, I feel like how people talk to each other on the internet and how people exist on the internet um, is how they exist and talk to each other in real life. And that is not good. We don't want that. We don't want a bunch of anonymous internet cult people telling us how to live, right? We don't want that. Um, And it's always the loudest people. The craziest people are the loudest all the time on, on the internet, everywhere you go, there's, crazy movements and, and hashtags and this and that and you know all this these crazy sayings and shit and it's like now it's it, it's like it's falling out it's like the like i said the dimensions ripped open and it's fucking leaking out into the real world and i don't know what i don't think people know what to do about it um like when i'm talking fealty to your blood like if you don't agree right like if you go on like On Reddit, I'll use Reddit for an example, right? And you go on there and you espouse some sort of belief, right? Or some sort of, if you just say, oh no, I'm not sure I agree with that. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. You can go on, there are some subreddits you can go on and just say, no, I don't believe in that aspect of what you're saying, but I think you might have a point in this area, and that area. No, banned, done, out. Banned from the subreddit, gone, don't want you here, you don't agree, you're out, right? And for many, many years, that was only online, Right, so it was easy to to get away from me because as soon as you, you close the laptop or you put your phone away or whatever, you're 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 done. You're out. You're back to the real world. People aren't like that. Everything's cool, for the most part. You can talk to your friends and you guys can disagree over a beer and you know you can yell at each other and everything will be fine at the end of the day because it, you know you don't want to hurt someone to their face. Mostly, it's how people are because most people are fairly decent in the end. Uh, but the internet removes that interface, right? Or I should say, it puts an interface between you where no one talks back to you in a real way, right? As long as you can handle some mashed in capital letters on a comment on your social media and that doesn't piss you off, well, you're good to go because that's the worst that can happen to you, right? Um, Or I guess getting banned. But if you're getting banned from a subreddit, you probably don't want to be on it anyway. Um, But I think that we're seeing that behavior in the real world now. So we're seeing, that's what cancel culture is to me. So what we're seeing is, People are saying things like the the hive mind, the cult, the hive mind has taken over the subreddit that is the United States, right? Like the United States was a subreddit, the hive mind, the people who, who all agree on this like cult, like, you know, statement of information, they're in charge now and they're going to decide who gets to talk and who doesn't get to talk. And if you don't pull, if you don't tow their line, if you don't carry their water, you're gone, you're banned. They don't want you around. They don't want to hear what you have to say. Done. They've already made up their mind. There is no discussion, right? Um and it's crazy. And a lot of people, I've heard myself, this is a thought I had um the other night because I thought this way as well. But this seems I don't necessarily think this cult is political. Um they get a lot of rap for being political. I know that there are aspects of it that are political. I know there's a lot of talk of, you know, the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter movement being uh Marxist, which There does seem to be some uh, evidence for that. I think one of the founders said that they were, in fact, uh, a Marxist organization or trained Marxist or something along those lines, um, which is crazy. But, I mean, that's one founder of one organization. I've heard, I've been told there are multiple versions of it. I'm not really sure. Um, I need to research that, I guess, a little bit more. But um, it's like, where was I going with that? Hmm. Oh, right. So it's like the the minority has taken over the subreddit, right? The United States as a subreddit has been taken over by this by this sort of cult behavior of like if we don't like what you have to say, if you don't agree with us, you're banned from the subreddit, right? You're banned from speaking, you're banned from social life in the United States. Which is crazy. That is a crazy. That it's not the real world, right? We can't we can't exist in a civilization with that being the way that we do things. Right. That's just not going to fly. That's just not OK. We can't just throw people out with the bathwater every time they say something we maybe don't like. Right. So anytime, you know, maybe a uh, uh, I don't know, a politician goes on and, and I'm not talking about Trump. I'm just saying, that, you know, maybe a, some sort of senator says something along the lines, you know, of something you don't agree with. Oh, I don't like that. He doesn't think Medicare should be free or something like that, right, that doesn't mean that guy shouldn't talk, that doesn't mean he doesn't have valid points, right, that doesn't mean, like, we can learn from each other, I guess is what I'm trying to say, this whole idea of, like, having real life online um, is dangerous, it's really dangerous, and we were, I think the distinct lack of of being able to run our ideas by other real people to their face is having a very detrimental effect on the way that we are interacting with each other right now. Right. So right now, when you form your ideas, most people are doing what you can't really hang out with your friends or your friends are too scared to come over. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily you're wrong. I'm just saying there are people who are, they don't want to mingle with people. They're sort of, you know, buying the hype and they don't want to, um, be part of the problem. And I understand that. Uh, but you know, if you don't, you're. there's a very different setting when you're hanging out with people to their face, right? If you're sitting around on your deck around a bonfire, whatever, everybody's drinking and you're, you're having a discussion, right? You want to check some of the things you say, right? Or one of your friends, if they're good friends, you say something insane, right? You make some some ludicrous online cult, you know, hive mind belief of like, oh, all Republicans are from hell. And you're like, okay, whoa, that's a broad sweeping generalization, right? What do you mean? Explain yourself. And then you got to, it forces you to be like, oh shit, what do I mean? Right. Forces you to look into that. Like my favorite one, um, that I've used, I don't want to say use that I've, I've asked recently, um, to a good friend of mine is he's referring to, you know, he's like, oh, There's just crazy far left and crazy far right in this country. Right. And I get what he means by far left, but I asked him, well, what, what do you mean by far right? What is that like what is your definition of that? What does that mean to you? Like how are you defining far right when you talk about this these things? And he couldn't think of an answer. Which I find is interesting, you know, because that means he's not really put a lot of thought into that. He just sees it online. He's consuming this idea that the far right is evil, right? But he doesn't he's not really defining what that means. Right? Is he defining that as far right like Hitler? Right? Is he defining it far right? Like how is he defining far right? And I don't even know what that means. I like I've always thought far right is is like neo Nazis, right? Like that, like, you know, it's all race based. I thought far right is like all this racial stuff. Like that's what I always thought growing up, right? And reached this age now. I'm in my mid thirties. I always thought that when you're talking far right, you're talking like little sects of like you know, skinhead, like neo Nazi like weird what's left over of the KKK. Like that's what I always have thought assumed people meant by far right. Right. So when they say we have a far right political movement in this country, it's like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? Right. What I don't even understand what far right is even like implying when you're talking about the, I guess other half of the argument, if we can put it that way. Right. I don't know what that exactly is describing and he couldn't give me an answer. Um, I've only asked a couple other people that question. They couldn't give me an answer either. I'm sure there's an answer out there. I'm hundred percent positive. There is maybe they just don't care that much. That could totally be a thing. Um, but I don't know what, I don't know what that answer is. I don't know, um, what the far right even means right now. And it's those types of questions and those types of conversations that help people grow. Um, And they also help people to understand and sort of maybe look around and realize that in the real world, it's not nearly as bad as the internet cult would have you believe that it is. Um, I think that's something that we have forgotten. I think that's something that unfortunately right now um, has been put by the wayside, right? Even if we have some sort of disagreement, um, with each other politically, with each other about the virus, with each other about whatever. Right? When you're only in your own head, and that's pretty much what social media is, because you get to design your own social media. Right? If you want to make if you want to make your Facebook page and you only follow, you know, Trump people, Trump people, Trump people, Trump people, Trump people, you're not going to really get anything else besides that. And right now, especially because you can't hang out with other people or you don't want to hang out with other people or it's uncomfortable, right? People are avoiding hanging out in groups, hanging out with their friends, hanging out with their family. You're not getting anybody else checking your ideas. You're only just, it's like you're, you're just feeding it, right? It's like, I mean, by the upside down, like people are coming out, they're just feeding on these ideas, right? And then they they come out in the real world and they, 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 they have no idea what the real world looks like anymore because they've been eating the diet of the upside down for, for however long, you know, alone by themselves with no guidance. Um, and that's not this, I don't think that's the way people are designed. I don't think people, I don't think people evolved to be that way. Um, we need to hang out with each other. We need to be in groups, you know, we need to have discussions and at the end of the discussion, understand we still love each other. Right. And that it's okay. And that we might disagree on this one subject, but, the most important thing is that like, we're never going to act on it, on it, on each other, right? I'm never going to force my beliefs on you and you shouldn't be forcing your beliefs on me. And if we come to a path where we have to choose something, well, that's going to be a long, complicated process. And right now I feel like we're at the cross when we hit that crossroads of where we have to decide something. Um, you know, we're not listening to the other side, really, or at least one side isn't listening because one side typically wins out quickly, and then they just brush everybody off like they don't have anything important to say and they don't want to hear what they have to say. Um, you know, so I think the biggest one right now is obviously um, the virus, the effects of the virus, how, you know, the states are handling this virus. Um, it looks like the goalposts have been moved yet again, Um Because now it's all about case number and and how many people have the thing, right? And it's tough. Um, It's tough for a lot of people out there right now. Um, California, as of yesterday, uh, this is July 14th, so that was July 13th, as of yesterday, is in full lockdown again. Um, There's a handful of counties that are on three-day watch, whatever that means, where they're going to watch their caseload. And if it gets too high, they're going to shut them down too. Um, we're, ba- we're we're pretty close to back to square one. We're not quite there, but pretty damn close. Um, and for a lot of people out there, um, a lot of people who don't have a job, a lot of people who haven't been paying their mortgage or their rent, and it's going to come due. Um, a lot of people whose businesses were suffering and they just now started to finally see a blip of hope Um, That maybe it would come back and they've been holding on for four months now. Um, And if they were even able to obtain any of that, it's not a bailout, it's a loan, but there's two separate loans small business owners could have applied for. And even if you were the beneficiary of one of those loans, they were designed to last no longer than eight weeks. Um, It's in the contract, right? So those payments are going to come due pretty soon and... Your business still isn't even open. Now you're just way further in debt than you were before the whole thing even happened. And you still can't make any money. Not because you messed up your business, not because you ran it into the ground, not because you made bad choices, but because they won't let you. And this policy that we've got going on here, where, oh, people are getting sick, shut it all down. We can't keep doing this. This is not a solution. This is not a way we're going to fix this problem because I don't even know what the goal is right now. You know, what is the goal that we are trying to achieve? I'm going to talk about California specifically um, because that's where I'm in. That's where I'm at. And I think they're having one of the most extreme reactions of any state. Um, So what is the goal? We have to define what the goal is. You know, because right now I feel like we're kind of just flailing out in the middle of nowhere with no goal and no direction, and what we are doing is possibly doing irreparable damage, or at least damage that is going to take decades to recover from. Um, I know a lot of people. It's funny. It, it's hilarious to me when you talk to people that, and they all of a sudden they're libertarian on it on an issue when they've never really even thought about it before. But all of a sudden they pull libertarian out of their ass, and they're, usually they're not at all. You know, this is one of those things when you talk about businesses going under. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of far left people, oh, well, you know, there'll be new businesses to take over. Like, okay, yes, you're right in the long term, right? Yes, eventually new businesses will take over. That is how the free market works. You're not wrong about that. But what the problem is, is you're not supposed to be punished for doing your business the way you're supposed to be doing it. And that is to say, all the many, many of the businesses that are about to fail, it's not, if you've you've made it, put it this way, if you've made it four months with no income at all, and you're still treading water, you're a pretty good business owner, right? If your business is still there and you're treading water after four months of no income, you're doing some good things, right? You're still hanging in there. Um... And now, you know, and then you say, oh, my God, we're finally we're almost out. We're almost done. This is almost over. I can finally see some light. Things are starting to open. You know, you drive through some towns. It kind of looks a little bit normal. Um, People are getting excited. People are relieved to see that. It's nice to see that. And then Governor Newsom goes out and just says, oh, reverse it all, shut it all down. There's too much relief happening, too much fun, too much uh, positivity out there. we got to shut this bitch back down again. Um, if you have a business, I'm sorry. Uh, the hardest thing for me, man, is that I think he's just an unbelievably terrible leader of people. Um, to tell everyone to shut down and to play by the rules... Um, Douche, do what he says just shut up he tweeted out the other day just wear a mask or something along those lines you know well what are you going to do for the people who are listening to you and suffering because of it right this is what i mean we got to define a goal here we've got to define a goal what is the goal with the virus where are we what, what what's the finish line we have to we have to have a finish line right and it's changed they keep moving the damn finish line right it's like we're running on this marathon Right? You're running around, your knees are giving out, you already went 10 miles, and you're like, oh my God, there's the finish line, right? You may have stumbled a few times, you're like coming in 80th place, right? You're not doing good, but you, you just get it. all you want is to finish that race, right? So you can go home and you can rest and you can drink some water and sleep at night, right? So all you're looking for. And then it's like his goon squad just jumps out of the goddamn bushes while you're running, grabs the fucking finish line, and then runs it four miles further down the road. And you're like, you know, it's horrible. You already feel like you're going to give out right then and there. Now now you got to, man, I don't know how anybody comes back from it. I really don't. I don't know how, uh, I don't know, I don't know how we even have a discussion about this until we define what the goal is and keep the goal what, it, what it's stated as, right? And what I mean by moving it, so at first the goal was, just stay in your house for two weeks. We just don't want too many people to get sick because we don't want the hospital to get overrun because then it will be a real problem because then if people get sick, we won't have enough hospital beds to help everybody, right? Okay, reasonable, right? Pretty much everybody was like, this is totally reasonable. This might be bad for me. I don't want like the idea of not making money for two weeks, but whatever. I got to do what I got to do. Everybody's got to do their part. This is a huge emergency. Let's just fucking buck up and do it, right? And basically everybody had that attitude and everybody did it. Okay, well, then we accomplished that goal. Two weeks went by, hospitals weren't really overrun, right? Or maybe if they had a big surge in cases, they went back down again. At the end of at least a month, maybe four weeks down the line, right? Then it became the death count, the death count goal, right? Then it was like, oh, this many people are dying every day. This is the death toll. Every single news channel, newspaper, person you're talking to, all over Twitter, all over everything, all everything ever talked about was the death toll. That was it. It was just death for so every day was inundated with how many people are dying from this thing, right? So then it was to stop people from dying, which is like as tough as your life was a month in to be locked down. You're like, well, obviously, I don't want a bunch of people to die from a disease. Like, I'm not fucking heartless. Like, we got to solve this problem. And if they really think this lockdown thing is going to help, then I guess this is what we're doing. But, man, this sucks, right? Well, okay. Then a month went by. And now... You know, And then the death rate kind of plateaued, dare I say, right? Cases started to go up. Death rate started to plateau. We're starting to see a smaller and smaller and smaller death rate. Months went by where they didn't really define any new kind of goal, right? And then the craziest shit happened. They started to be like, hey... Maybe we should think about opening up. Let's come up with a phase plan to open up. We'll have phase one and phase two and phase three. Like it's not fucking command and conquer, dude. We're either going to be open or not, right? So they want to slowly open the state. So we get down the line so much so that at one point in California, I believe we were scheduled to be in phase four, I believe at the end of August and two weeks ago, I believe because the numbers were so low in the state, like in almost every county in the state, I mean, LA. Uh, The city, I think, is responsible for, like, 60% plus of the entire cases in all the entire state. Um, Probably the deaths, too. I'm not totally sure about the death, but, I mean, it's pretty obvious where this is. And then the rest of that is, you know, spread out over all of California, which is a vast, wide, spread out state. Um, And... Uh, so then it was, you know, we don't want people to die from the disease, right? So they said, okay, well, let's start opening up. Everything seems to be getting better. And basically I think that happened right after the governor, the governor came out, gave his budget speech about emptying every single savings account we have. The surplus is over. We're going to take pay cuts. I'm going to lay off a bunch of state workers. We need a trillion bucks from the fed. Pretty scary stuff, right? On an economic level, pretty scary stuff. Um, and pretty soon after that it was, oh, let's open up again, right? Oh, my tax revenue is down. Yo, because you closed all the businesses. Like, yeah, your tax revenue is gonna be way down, right? I mean, even small businesses are paying a shitload of money in taxes. I know people don't like to believe that, right? But I'll give you an example. Um, I am well, say this I'm in the transportation industry on the side, and when we were rocking a couple years ago right? We were just the gas tax alone. We're paying in this state, you know, probably north of like just buying gas, just using our credit just using our cards to buy gas with probably north of a hundred thousand dollars a year. And that's just one example from the company, right? So that's gone because we haven't operated the whole time. I can only imagine there's all kinds of little things like that all over the country or all over the state with all over different kinds of businesses that are, they're no longer getting that from, um, and I like to believe that maybe the state seemed to have an eye-opening moment, like, holy crap, we're not going to have any money. And it's like, yeah, that's how this all works. Like, you need us to create money so you can take it away from us. That's how the whole thing, that's how it functions, right? We create the money, you scoop into our bank account, and then you do your thing and we do our thing. That's that's the trade we make. Um, so without money being generated, there's no money to take. So uh, especially at a time when they're just, you know, absolutely shitloads of people are in unemployment right now. Um, California I think had a freak out moment and they decided they're going to start opening right and they moved phase four from the end of August I believe until the beginning of July because emergency on the opposite side right we don't have any money people are losing their minds we can't keep doing this it felt like we finally started to see some kind of semblance of normalcy people were eating at restaurants albeit outside right it was small capacity but people were in there You know, people were out shopping. There was a couple, I bought a pair of shoes, right? There was a shoe store open. Pretty awesome. Hadn't even been able to do that for a while. Um, You know, and then now it's gone, right? It's gone because a surge, that's their words, not mine, a surge in cases of COVID all over the state. Well, no, it's not all over the state. And I have two questions about this. I know people have tried to explain this to me, that just because they're testing a shitload more does not mean they're going to see a shitload more positive results, which I don't understand how that's not possible. I'm not saying, like, no one's arguing that a bunch of people never had it. That was the whole antibody test thing. Like, I was, no one was saying, like, oh, nobody in the state has the disease. The whole thing was a disease isn't dangerous, I think was the main argument. So if we're having case numbers go up, oh, this many cases happen, this many cases, this many people are infected, the infection rate is skyrocketing, oh, whatever, how many people are dying? Oh, less than before, a lot less than before. You're like, oh, so what it sounds like is the whole fucking thing just ran through and did what it was going to do. You know, as cold as that sounds, that's what viruses do. That's what the flu does. That's what bronchitis does. That's what AIDS did. That's what they all do. That's what happens. That's the reality of what a virus does and is. Um. So again, if we're going to shut everything down again, right, the economic toll And the social toll that this is going to take on us for potentially years to come. We got to really weigh if this is going to be worth it or not. Um, And when I say the economic toll, when people talk about the economy, this isn't my original idea. I heard this from another economist and another podcaster, which I've loved it. So I'm going to go ahead and just say it again. Um, The economy is not an abstract thought. The economy is people. The economy is us. The economy is you. The economy is is us. It's our way of, It's how we have life, right? It's how we pay our bills. It's how we buy our food. It's we've replaced basically what we did somewhere along the line is we replaced all uh, resource gathering with money. So all you got to do is gather money. And then as long as you have enough money, you can get whatever resource you want, right? It's a different system. Some ways it's a lot better than the old one. Some ways it's a little bit more complicated and things can happen like what's happening right now. Um, But overall, I don't think people are understanding the economic... Um, the potential economic disaster that it faces us if we allow this many businesses um, to fail and this many people to remain out of work. I mean, I know right now a lot of people are getting that extra 600 bucks a month or a week or whatever from the Fed, which, you know, in a way, I know this doesn't sound libertarian at all, but in a way, thank God they are. Like, who knows how bad things would be if they weren't, if everybody just got laid off and there was no contingency plan whatsoever. Um, So I'm glad there is one, but that's scheduled to end soon. And after it ends, um, what are they going to do, right? Right now, especially in a lockdown, you know, the newest numbers of small businesses are just closing at a rate every single week that goes by. The rate gets faster and faster and faster. Um, And we're looking at a potentially very long very difficult economic time in this state at least. Um, and I think we already kind of were before the virus came and now we're just absolutely fast tracking it. And it seems to me so crazy because if you, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know better than the government about what to do about a virus. I don't know what to do better. I'm not exactly sure how you stop a dangerous virus. Um, I just think that the discussion that needs to be had is Okay. If you want to have these lockdowns, what are you going to do for us? Okay. So the real question is, how many people's lives are you willing to absolutely destroy so that some people don't get this virus? Right. That's the conversation we need to be having. Not the conversation of, you know, they've already they've already told us and proved they're going to lock the state down on a whim's notice and they don't care and they're just going to lock it down if they feel like locking it down. They already explained that to us, right? They've shown it by their actions that they're just going to do that. So if that's the case, people need to, you got to, you have to, we're talking about having a discussion earlier, right? Social media is making us not understand each other. Well, that's, we can't do that, right? You've got to understand people, right? So right now there's a lot of people getting money from the government. There's a lot of people whose lives maybe didn't take that much of a hit from this. And they're the ones that seem to be telling, you know, I got a friend, I got a, a buddy of mine who is a County employee. And he, they told him, just go home. We'll just send you your paycheck like normal. Just stay at home. Just don't come to work. Okay. Not very many people are in that position right now, right? How long can that last? That's not an indefinite solution. That was a solution for a month, maybe, maybe two months, but we're going on four months now. I mean, how long, and they're going to lock it down again. What are they going to keep doing this? That's not a solution. That's not a solution to anything. And they can't just keep doing that. They're going to run. There's a, well, it's only so deep. They're going to hit the bottom of the well at some point, and then and then what? And then what happens, right? So, the discussion I think needs to shift a lot from we're doing this, shut up, to how what can Calif- what can we do? What can the state do to help you guys accomplish our goal of locking everything down? And that right there, I think, is the biggest issue um facing the people who disagree with the lockdowns because they're not being heard and you're you're saying we're all in this together but don't talk and I don't want to hear your problems. Which you're not in it together then. You're just not. There are some people whose lives are gone. There are people whose lives are gone. Straight up gone. Their job is gone. Maybe their business went under. Maybe they're never going to have they don't know what the, try, good luck starting a business right now. Like, oh, starting with the, yeah, good luck being an entrepreneur right now during coronavirus. Good luck. Nobody's got any money. Nobody's interested in, in anything right now, right? Except trying to fucking survive. And not from the virus, from the conditions that are being caused trying to stop the damn virus, right? um You can't just say that people who want to open the economy or people who don't want to wear masks or people that want to go back to normal are just these trump supporting lunatics because you're just brushing off their point which is causing more of a divide than it is helping anybody right it's extremely difficult for someone whose business is gone whose hobbies are gone who's got a family on the way right for the first time first kid on the way no just lost their job just lost their career business is dead the hobby that keeps them straight in the head is gone and people's reaction to that is well you just got to keep going Oh, you just got to keep going. And that reaction is coming from people who are getting checks in the mail. That reaction is coming from people who maybe their job isn't affected. That reaction is coming from people who are retired. And it's bullshit. It's straight up bullshit. You're not listening. There are so many people in this state, in this whole country that have been yelling, help me, help me. I'm My life is a disaster now because of these rules, which I am following and no one's helping them. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it, you know, and it's because, oh, y'all, well, if, you want the, if you don't want to wear a mask, you're just some kind of asshole. No, it's like I got way more to worry about, right? I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to start life over again, you know, with more weight on it, the fucking bar than I had before. People don't want to listen to it. It's hard. It's really hard to hear that. And so if you're going to sit there and be one of these people that argues, oh, we're all in this together. We just have to do our part. Well, some of us are in it way, way, way more than other people are. Um, And it's tough right now. I'm not saying everybody's not suffering. I know a lot of people are. Socially is one of the biggest, um, one of the hardest things right now is, you know, you try, you just want to see your friends. It's, It's really that simple. There's a lot of people who just want to hang out with their friends, but they can't. You know, they can't because their friends don't think it's important. You know, their friends don't or if they don't think it's important, they think the virus is more important. or They don't want to they don't want to risk anything, which I can understand. I can kind of I can get that. I can I can understand where they're coming from. Um, but it's taking a social toll on people. You know, it's taking a social toll. Um, and the scariest thing about the this whole situation is that say what you want about the numbers, right? Say what you want about the death toll, about the, um, the infection rate, whatever it is, the death rate. I know there's like four different metrics of death rate or whatever, how we measure it. And it's like, whether or not we can agree on all of that, some of it seems disingenuous to me. And if At the very best, the information is difficult to sift through and get the truth out of, at best, right? So it seems to me, I worry, and it seems to me that the main problem right now that people have is the optics of everything. Because everybody's got their own idea in their head about what this should look like to to fight this virus, right? Starting with the idea that the government on any level, has the omnipotence to stop a virus from infecting us is insane. They are no, they do not have that kind of power. They are not godlike. They do not have that level of control. I know a lot of people think the government's just in charge. They're not in charge of this. As much as they're trying to be right now, locking everybody down, telling everybody how to stop from getting sick, which by the way, quick note on that, quick asterisk on that. You never hear anybody talk about exercise and sunlight, eating better, working out more. You never hear that. All you ever hear is wear a fucking mask and don't leave your house. This is going to lead to the most unhealthy fat fucks ever, right? We don't want that. That's not good. We don't want to just sit in our house with a mask on and not do anything. That's not going to lead to any kind of health, mental, physical, whatever it may be. Um, But anyway, that's beside the point. Everybody's got their own idea of what this is supposed to look like, what the answer to this is, right? What does this look like to us? Um, What does the solution look like, right? And a lot of people, they look to the countries that they feel are doing it right, right? A lot of people oh, look at New Zealand. They don't even have any cases anymore. Yeah, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? Pretty easy. Their population is super small, Right, they kicked everybody out of the country. Like a, they gave everybody like a week that doesn't live there, and they're like, "We're closing the borders, and if you are stuck here, you are stuck here, and we ain't helping you." And they they kicked everybody out. They didn't let anybody in, which was very very racist when America did it. Right, they locked down, and sure, yeah, now they they locked down for real, real lockdown. Not even allowed to leave your house, I believe. Lock down, lock prison down. Okay, yeah, they don't have viruses. Yeah, they don't have the virus right now. It's really pretty much not a thing there right now. Um, that doesn't mean they went about it right, right? Because what is the goal that you're trying to control? You don't want people to get sick. You don't want people to die because not that many people are dying right now. And it was 134,000, I believe, 136,000, some along those lines. So it's not nobody. Obviously, this is a dangerous thing that needs to be taken seriously. I'm not saying don't take the don't take it seriously, right? But what? we're doing is we're trying to prove to countries like France and trying to prove to countries like New Zealand is that we're doing what you're doing. Look at us. We're locking down. We're wearing a mask. We're doing all the things we're supposed to be doing, right? It's like when they want to be in the UN, like people who are obsessed with America being in the UN, right? Or they're all mad because we pulled out of the WHO. It's like, yeah, it, why would you play for a bad team, right? What is the <laughs> what is the point? Why would you quarterback? You're, it's like, why would you, you got a hell of an arm, right? You deserve a contract with a good team. And you, why would you sign up to be with a shit team, right? Why would you be the leader of a shitty team, right? I think is is mainly what I'm getting at. Um, but I think that's the main reason the optics of that is too much for people to bear. Because the optics of a guy like Donald Trump, not caring what the people who the optics of people in France think, a lot of people can't take that. They don't want to think about that. They don't like that idea right? They look at Trump, right? And they have a point in this. The guy looks like a cartoon character, right? He looks like a caricature of all the people they probably hate, like drawn. Like if you went to like one of those, like uh, amusement parks and those things, and they draw like your ego into the drawing or whatever, like Trump looks exactly like one of those pictures, right? His physical appearance is exactly one of those pictures, so you've got like everything from his, his hair, the way he moves his hands, you know, the, the word choices he uses, he says horrible things, right? A lot like horrible things. Like, as in, like, if you're like, say you're like, you're it's Christmas dinner, right? And you're hanging out and you're eating and your grandpa's telling you a story about his Asian friend and he keeps referring to him as an Oriental, right? It's like cringy. You're like, Oh, that don't say that. That's not cool. Right. We don't want to be saying that, um, And none of us would say it, right? But it's like, because he's grandpa and it, you know, we're like, ugh, grandpa's kind of crazy. Like, we don't like that part about him, but whatever. We love him overall, right? He probably has the best interest of us in his heart, right? And people can't, they just, they see Trump. They can't get past his face because it's goofy. They can't get past it. They see, so I really think, I guess my whole point is optics here. So when they see a guy like Trump and Trump just does, Not give a shit what the French think of us or what New Zealand thinks of us. Like he just, he truly just does not care. Right. Whether his policy is right or wrong is, we can debate that all day and night long. But the main thing about Trump is he just does not care what other people think about him. He just doesn't care. And for so many people, when you whittle down Their argument, when you talk to people about why do you hate him? Why can't you listen to anything he has to say? What's wrong? What policies does he have? Mostly what people will tell you, the main thing people will tell you is it's, oh, it's the way he talks. It's the way he says stuff. It's the way he looks. He's just not a statesman. I've heard that so many times. He's just not a statesman. You're like, yeah, no shit. He's definitely not a statesman. We can agree on that. Um, But that point, that's where most people I think are stopping and they're just stopping there and they're going, you know. I, everything this guy says must be wrong or insane or crazy because look at him, you know, because look at him. He's crazy. Those little L hands, you know, his little, his, his hair is absurd. His skin is not a natural color. Like his body shape is bizarre, right? I, I, I get what they're saying. I get it, you know, but you're not having, if you're just stopping it, the guy looks crazy. So everything he says must be crazy. You know, it's the same. It's, it's a, it's a play on what I'm trying to get at with the optics, right? So you're, so you're saying what how, uh, how this virus should be stopped, right? Is we all stay in our house, we all wear masks, we all listen to the governor, we all bow down to the rules, and we all just shut up and do what we're told. And a lot of people believe that. And just like those people can't take anything Trump says seriously because of the way he looks, well, there's a lot of people that can't take that seriously because there's no data to back it up. There's not enough data that scares enough people to think this is something that we need to be doing. And sure, I will preface. I will. I will put the asterisk on that and say yes. There might come a time when we learn that there are long, detrimental effects um, from this virus. Right there may be, you know, way down the line we might find out there might be damage. There might be some something that we didn't notice. Right, and probably something will come up eventually. Right, and we should be taking it seriously. I guess my main point is the lockdown thing. The whole just shut up and do what you're told. I don't care that your business is failing. I don't care that you don't have any money. I don't care you're about to get evicted. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. That's got to end. That can't be how you argue. You can't just blow off what everybody else is telling you when they're telling you that they're struggling. You can't just be like, well, keep struggling. That's not how it does. You you can't, it's not how we're going to fix this, right? If we want to reach an agreement on what to do going forward, we can do that, but you got to take everybody's opinion into account, essentially. I mean you can't just leave one part of the country out to dry. Especially because what they're saying is important. What they're saying when they're saying, hey, I'm worried about the economic impact of all these lockdowns for the a long time. You know, people go, Oh well, it's a virus. I'm gonna you know, don't worry about that. That's just monetary. Don't put money over lives. That's just you're just putting your fingers in your ear and going blah 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 blah. Because you're not you're probably not suffering that bad. That's probably what that is. Your life's probably not that bad. You're probably not looking at financial ruin right now, if you believe those things. We'll see what happens at the end of July. We'll see when that when that money is done um and it stops rolling in. We're gonna see what happens. Um people might change their tune. Um, but especially I think the timing of this new lockdown in California, it's bad news. It's bad news, man. We're gonna we're going to pay the price for this, I think. We already have paid a hefty price, and we're going to have to pay even more. Um, and we'll see if it's worth it. I mean, who knows? Maybe it turns out this thing is super dangerous, and everything they said is right, and the mask is saving everybody. Who knows? Um, who knows? Who knows? I'm not suggesting we don't listen. I'm not suggesting we do anything crazy. Um, it just these, is, this, these are the arguments i i have a i you know a lot of people are not listening to and it's unfair because if we're going to have a conversation about how to handle this virus you got to take into account that people are about to get kicked out of their houses people are about to you know lose their job permanently people's businesses just went under what what are you going to do with their debt what are you going to do with their their whole thing and it's not their fault and it's not their fault and i don't know how many lambs you need to sacrifice you know these governors need to sacrifice people and their livelihoods at the altar of their optics to make themselves appealing, right? I'm gonna make the same analogy. Like if America is a social media network, right? The Democrats are just, they're doing whatever they need to do to get that heart button, right? They're saying and doing and acting anything they need to do, right? They're like a girl on there posting bikini pictures. Ooh, ooh, how many hearts can I get? Ooh, look at my ass. Oh, look at my cleavage, like, right? That's what they're doing oh, look how many people wore masks over here. Oh, look how many businesses we shut over here. They're doing the same thing, right? They're trying to get political approval. It's optics. I worry that this is all for optics is what I'm so scared about because that is not a good enough reason to send everybody into financial ruin, potentially for a very, very long time. And I guess I'll leave it there. Um, You can follow me at Methods Matt on Twitter. Um, I just, you know, that's the only Twitter I got as of right now. Um, you can subscribe everywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher. Um, I got the website, themethodspage.com. Uh, please check it out. Uh, if you go on there and contact me or email me from there if you have anything to say or add to the show, questions. I'm happy to answer them for you guys. And uh, have a good night. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.